And so I made the grave error of booking Palo brunch and dinner on the same day. I did think that six hours between was going to be plenty of time. And indeed, it was not because by the time we got to dinner, we were like, oh, no, it's time for dinner. and We're really not hungry. Welcome back, everybody. This week's bonus episode of the DCL Duo podcast. And uh, we're doing something a little different this week. We've got a main show coming out that's going to be a full trip report on an eight-night cruise for the Disney fantasy that we're excited to uh, to share with you. So we thought we'd do a bonus episode this week, also keyed to that cruise. And I want to start by welcoming Gail to our show, who sailed on that cruise. Welcome, Gail. Hello, Brian. It's exciting to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, we we are excited to talk. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. Sam is a little under the weather today, and I know she doesn't always do these bonus shows. So I am excited to talk to you and hope Sam feels better soon. But yeah, we're going to do a little top eight things to do on an eight night Disney cruise. But before we do that, Gail, do you want to let folks know what your sort of connection back to Disney is, your Disney vacationing and experience with Disney Cruise Line? Sure, absolutely. Like most people, my my parents took me just a few times when I was a kid and over time, my best friend and I started going and we had both earned our doctorates and she had decided that for a celebration that we were going to go to Disney World. And it was back in those days when there was a print brochure, if you remember those. And on the final page, there was an advertisement for land and sea. And she said, oh, what do you think? And we had done a, a cruise about 10 years earlier on another cruise line. It had been an absolute disaster. We're not really drinkers, casino, partying people. But I said, if I try it, I'm only going to try it with Disney. And we did land and sea three days at the parks, including one of those monstrous four parks in one day experiences. And I was really nervous about getting on the ship. And by the time we got to the sail away party, I said, I'm having a better time now than I did the last three days put together. And that started everything to the point this was cruise number 14. I have sailed on all the ships, Bahamas, Caribbean, West Coast, Baja, Mexico, the Mediterranean, and am not going to be looking back anytime soon. Nice. Well, sounds like you found your home aboard Disney Cruise Line. So that's fantastic. Fantastic for us as well, since you're a very seasoned Disney cruiser. Who was with you on this eight night cruise you took on the fantasy? Just myself and my best friend, so no children. We are both uh, working career professionals, and this is uh, one of the few times we have elongated time to spend time together. Nice. Well, I can't imagine a better better place to do it than an eight-night Disney cruise, uh, maybe an 11-night or a 14-night Disney cruise. Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. Well, Gail, when you wrote in, I sort of suggested, why don't we do sort of your top 10? And you said, nope, let's theme it up. Top eight. Top eight things to do aboard a Disney cruise. And so for an eight night Disney cruise, I guess, uh, it's a nice little symmetry there for sure. So why don't we start off? Do you you have them in a particular order or are they in no particular order? No, I have them in a ranked order of what we thought was most important. I'm not... Not sure if all of your listeners will agree, but that's what this podcast is for. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, then let's start at the let's start at the bottom, so to speak, of the list. Let's start with number eight. What is your what is your what is your number eight on your list of top eight things to do on an eight night Disney cruise? 
I think it's one of the most obvious things, which is offerings that are only on an eight night or longer sailing. So right now, there are some things like the Golden Platinum reception that sadly are not going on because of of COVID protocols. Uh, But then there are some other options like rare menus that you might not get on any other sailing than those that are beyond seven nights. And so it's looking for those specific new things, especially if you have done a lot of Disney cruises and you're looking for something a little different. Yeah, those special things are a lot of fun. We, on our 11-night sailing, I know we had some special entertainment on board, uh, some special receptions on board. And you're right, the menus. We got to experience, I think, the international menu, they called it, and maybe even the Alaska menu, which we would only get if we'd sailed to Alaska, which we have not yet. So that's a great that's a great suggestion. Uh, make sure you watch out for those special opportunities because they do do fun things aboard the longer cruises, including some rare characters, I believe. So that's always a, that, that is a good thing to watch out for. So what is number seven then? So seven is tied to number eight, which is unique activities of something that's not in the usual list of events, or maybe even which what we discovered something that isn't even being really advertised. Uh, across the sailing. Best example is we were just scrolling through the app to see what was happening for the day. And all of a sudden there was a Broadway guest artist. And we thought, well, this is different. What is this? Let's go and, and find this out. And what we learned is for shorter periods of time, they will bring on Broadway artists And so our artist on board, he has a really sweet gig because he's only in two shows. And unlike the rest of the crew, he doesn't have to do any other work across the ship. So he basically does rehearsal. He does his shows. uh, And then he's sort of on his own vacation. And so our guest artist played Jafar in Aladdin, as well as the dad in Disney's Belief. Well, essentially, we had that on the 11 night cruise, except that uh, it was Telly Leung who had played. Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. He was in the he started in the Lion King and I'm forgetting exactly which character he played. This is where Sam is the uh, is the expert. But yeah, he he did some shows on board, but otherwise it was his vacation. So we'd spot him at the pool deck. He was out on Castaway Key with us. Basically, I think his compensation was getting a free 11 night Disney cruise for him and several of his entourage. <laughs> and so, and, and then he did a few special, like he did some shows, but then he also did like a Q and a session, I think once or twice uh, in the adult entertainment area on board the fantasy and the tube. So people could go and he would talk about his life story and people could ask questions and things like that. So yeah, that is a, that is another special thing they definitely do on some of these longer sailings. It's a lot of fun. So that's a good one to call out. We're climbing the ladder here. So what is number six? I'm really glad you said climb the ladder uh, (laughs) because I was thinking about things like doing either all of the midship detective agency on the larger ships or doing some sort of scavenger hunt of pictures across the ship uh, or even pictures with your sailing party that maybe you don't always have time for. And the main reason for this is on these longer nights, of course, perhaps you might be eating a little bit more than usual, and this will get you moving, get your step count up to really combat the deliciousness that we are all enjoying on this vacation. Yeah, you. I am constantly amazed at how far you can walk on these ships. And 
I will also say there are some great opportunities on board for fitness. The promenade deck, running around the promenade deck is great. Uh, we always use the stairs when we can. In fact, when the ships are at full capacity, it's sometimes much faster to use the stairs than to wait for elevators. And so that is a great, great, great tip. We usually do all the stairs too, but I have to say because of, of local restrictions, our normal like training for a cruise did not happen. And we figured out very quickly how out of shape we were. And we even took a strategy with Midship Detective. We got our first clue. We decided we were going to go to the highest deck and work our way down, which we did. And we got to our last clue and they said, to finish, you must go back to deck nine. So that was a complete fail of strategy. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Well, I think we're on to number five. So what is number five on the list? Number five. Yes. Things that you usually don't have time for. So I know that a lot of Disney cruises can be quite structured. If you are in port, coming out of court, going to castaway, coming back, going to a show, going to dinner, the kids being in the youth clubs, there can be a routine to that. So for us, for example, uh, we decided that we would go ahead and take advantage and book the rainforest. While they are doing this elongated private experience for the rainforest room, we thought we don't want to bypass this. And because it is an hour and 45 minutes uh, before your preparation of coming and going, that's a considerable amount of time that we really felt like we had available to give because of this longer sailing. Another minor point is trying different foods. And I know that that's common across most all Disney cruises. But for example, I tried, and this, Brian, may sound very odd to you as a Pacific Northwester. For the very first time, I had raw salmon. So that was something new that I felt like, you know, I'm going to spice this up a little bit because I got plenty of other meals coming at me later on. No, it's a, it's a good to the rainforest room, I think right now is fantastic. I know a lot of people out there are complaining because it's normally a $15 day pass and currently it's a hundred and eighty dollars plus included gratuity for 90 minutes, I believe it is on board. No, an hour and 45 minutes actually. So a little bit longer there, but I, I actually think the private experience that you get today with the rainforest room for you and up to, I think it's six people total on the classic ships and 10 people total on the right. yes. dream class ships. I think that's fantastic. If for no other reason, then I've paid the $15. I've done the cruise length pass. I've gone in and I've, there's been like just wet towels on the floor and people's body scrubs left. <laughs> it just didn't look like they were keeping the room up a little bit. And there's nothing worse than going in and then not being able to get one of those nice heated loungers out on the out on the deck so right and my best friend and i are very much we lean very hard into introverts so of not having to go in and worry about that that scarcity of space uh, that you're talking about i think you hit right on the mark yeah so i think it's a great experience right now and i agree it's a great those longer cruises are a great opportunity to try out things for food and dining that you wouldn't normally. So I know we've only done Remy brunch one time, and I think it was on our 11-night cruise. And it was like, because we've got extra days here. It's really hard to pack all of those special dining experiences in on shorter cru cruises because you're going to miss out on main dining or it's just frankly too much food. So it is a great time to try some new things. So yeah. All right. So I think we're at number four now. What is number four on the list? Number four is 
connecting. And I do not mean to the Wi-Fi, my goodness, no. (laughs) I'm talking about connecting to those who you're traveling with or even just taking some time for yourself. Because of the the extra time, we decided uh, at least one night we were going to skip main dining and we had planned out when and and what restaurant and what menu we were going to skip. And we we just got room service and we hung out on the veranda. If you don't have a veranda, you know, there's plenty of spaces around the ship where we were having some big like life conversations, career conversations, even vacation bucket list conversations, which to me is always really fun because what better thing to do on your vacation than to plan your next vacation. And all of that is happening with no interruptions, you're not running to your own or your family activities and the phone's not going off and the email's not coming on. And so it was just really a great time to, to step back and, and exhale and be able to both reflect and look forward. So maybe it was a little bit of Disney cruise therapy. I, I don't think you can escape almost booking your next vacation while you're on vacation. That, that is what happens to us all. We're wandering around Disneyland and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. How do we come back here? Or on a Disney cruise, especially when the future cruise desk is open, it's hard not to wander down there and, and look around. So, no, that is a great suggestion. I know we have on several cruises just sort of said like, main dining is fantastic, but we just want to, we're going to head back to the room. We're going to throw on a movie. We're going to get some room service and, you know, get in our pajamas and just, you know, kind of make it a night in. and. I think those longer cruises are great for that, just to just to relax. I mean, that's what you should be there for, I think, on a cruise is to relax. So that's uh, that is a great, great tip. Well, as always, we need to take a little break in the action here to thank our show sponsors over at Touring Plans. We use Touring Plans to book our own vacations. I know we've said it before and we will continue to say it. We love, love, love our Touring Plans travel expert over there. And so we use her constantly. She has booked Disney vacations for us, Disney Cruise Line vacations, Disney World, Disneyland. We've also had her book recently, a Royal Caribbean cruise for us. And it's just been fantastic. I mean, she's monitoring prices. She emails us when a price drop happens that she's already rebooked it. And here's the savings that we have. So it just takes the worry and the hassle out of vacations. And Disney vacations are only becoming more and more complicated to plan. I can't keep up with all the stuff around Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes. We were trying to plan a couple days at the parks ahead of a cruise later this month, and I'm already struggling. So it's just so complicated. So it's great to have experts to lean on in that space. And we love all of the experience and expertise we get from the folks over at Touring Plans Travel. And remember, they don't charge extra. You don't pay them. They get paid at the time you travel. So you are leaving money on the table, experience on the table, expertise on the table, planning help on the table if you're not using a travel agent. And we highly recommend the folks over at Touring Plans. So if you'd like to book your next fabulous Disney vacation, Disney cruise vacation, any vacation really, head over to touringplans.com travel. Let them know the DCL Duo sent you to help support the show. And with that, back to our episode. Number three, we're getting to the top here, right? So we're at number three, I believe. What is number three on the list? So number three sort of runs in opposition to the last few, which is to embrace your favorite. And if there's something that you love, this is an opportunity to do that in multiples. So if you are you know, in a great port, but you decide, hey, maybe I'm not going to get off the ship or you've got more days at sea you can decide, you know, how much activity are we going to do? Are we not? How much are we going to plan versus how much are we going to be spontaneous? The other two things that I have to add to that is the longer that you're on the ship, the less you have to worry about a weather impact. 
So we had one day where it absolutely poured down rain and it was less of an impact because we knew we had so many more days. The experience I wanted to share with you about us embracing our faves had to do with Palo. We have not done Palo brunch since our first sailing in 2006. And I just keep hearing everybody raving that it is absolutely their favorite. And if you're going to do special dining, this is the one. So we said, all right, we've got time. Let's go ahead and do that. So we booked both Palo brunch and dinner. And because we were a little afraid of what might happen on the ship with regard to health and COVID, we really front loaded a lot of our planned activities in case something terrible did happen, which by the way, nothing did. And so I made the grave error of booking Palo brunch and dinner on the same day. I did think that six hours between was going to be plenty of time. And indeed, it was not because by the time we got to dinner, we were like, oh, no, it's time for dinner. and We're really not hungry. (laughs) But we had that Palo brunch experience. And yes, as everybody has said, it's a little different now than it it was before the shutdown of everything. And this is probably going to be a little bit of blasphemy. It's not our favorite. Uh, and I really can't put a put a pin into why it is not, but our Palo dinner was as usual, you know, a 20 out of 10 on a rating scale where we said, we love Palo. We're just going to go to Palo. Yeah, we know we've got Remy. Remy is not our thing. We're going to embrace our favorites and just do those. I think that idea of doing your favorites is a really good one, especially if you're a seasoned cruiser on Disney Cruise Line. Uh, I think you quickly sort of start to identify like, I love going to Skyline for drinks. And in fact, I have a favorite drink at Skyline. I love going to Meridian to have a martini. So I don't need to sit out by, you know, one of the other bars just to sit out by that bar because I know the spot that I want to head and I know the thing I want to do. And always good to expand horizons for sure. I will throw in the pro level tip, which is if you're ever sailing concierge, you can unlock additional brunches and dinners at Palo and Remy to your heart's content. So feel free if you love Palo dinner. We've had a guest on who pretty much eats at Palo at least two to three nights on a seven night sailing, if not more. And we've had folks on who love Palo brunch. And so they get Palo brunch on two sea days on their cruises when they sail concierge. So on these longer sailings, you can embrace your your inner glutton. And <laughs> if you sail concierge and book many, many dining reservations, if you'd like. So I have heard the multiple Palo dinner, and I just want to, to commend that. I will say uh, we missed Skyline not being available to us. But like I said off the top, we're not really drinkers. So I was the 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 weird girl who walked into Sweet on You the first night. And I said, my name is Gail. I will see you all every single day. <laughs> and that is how our cruise progressed. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Sweet on You is a good one, too. You, do you order the, uh, what is it? I, I don't, they don't call it the kitchen sink. That's the one that's at the park. No, but do you order the big, the, the big ice cream dessert to deliver to dinner? Normally, that is a great descriptor of me. But for this time, we decided, no, we're going to try something a little different every single day. So we did quantity across the sailing instead of all at once. Well, I'm excited to hear number one, but we got to get past number two first. So what is number two on the list here? Number two was my personal, I absolutely wanted to do this on this cruise. I am super temperature sensitive, things being too cold. Usually, and so I really wanted to do Movie Under the Stars, which we had never done before. And again, picked a night where we said, nope, we're going to skip 
main dining and the weather was going to be perfect. And so we went to the deck. Incredibles 2 was playing. And so we had the moon and the stars and the lights from the aqueduct and we could, you know, get food from the grills. I could get treats from Sweet on You. The drink station was right there. We had towels rolled up to use um, as, as head cushions. And we just took advantage of that entire environment. And it w- it's a fantastic memory for us. Nice. Yeah, those those movies at night up on the deck on Funnel Vision are fantastic. I love Funnel Vision generally, and uh, usually we'll stop by and at least watch a movie for a little bit. But yeah, at night, it's so nice. And I also think, um, you know, you can do a little bit of stargazing on the deck of the ship too when, when it's out in the uh, open water. So the the deck at nighttime, the pool deck at nighttime is a really special place to be for sure. So that's that's a that's an awesome one. That is a great one. Well, we've reached we've reached the end of the list here. So number one with a bullet, what is it? <laughs> oh, there's so much pressure. I talked to my best friend and I said, what do you think? And she did not hesitate. And so my best friend, Kara, has named number one, the cookie moment. And so it's not one single moment. What happens is I loved the Big Island cookies that they used to have in room service that sadly they don't have in room service anymore. And we had been doing so many different cruises. I didn't realize they were still at Castaway. So we got to Castaway. I was like, oh my gosh, these cookies. And so we get back on board. We go to dinner. Our head server comes over and I immediately said, I'm sure that these are brought in. Can you find me the vendor or the recipe? I didn't think they still existed. So our head server literally went to town. He said, okay, yes, I'm going to go find all of this out for you. At minimum, I'm going to have a plate of these delivered to your stateroom. And after he left, our table mates, so the people sitting next to us, because we clearly didn't have other people at our table, they said, you're getting those cookies? Where can we get those cookies? Because we miss them too. And then we're walking back to our room where he has brought us a plate of cookies and delivered a plate of cookies to us. And we had random strangers in our hallway stop and be like, where did you get the cookies? And so number one, this is us begging Disney Cruise Line to bring these cookies back to the room service menu. But number two, it was, you know, one small issue that just brought out shared experiences and memories and conversations. Uh, along with that, we really got to know our servers and where they were from and their stories in a way that we never are able to do on those shorter cruises. So it's really sort of what we would call an X factor experience that you really can't plan for, but it brings more value to your experience. That's that is a really great one. Yeah, I think there's uh, so many of those moments that you can have on board at any given time. I think you said in the show that you're an introvert. I'm an introvert, too. So Sam is the one who makes friends for us everywhere we go. Uh, And so I love it when she makes friends and we meet new people and we learn their stories or or talk to crew members and that sort of thing. But yeah, those those little moments, they need that little uh, that little connection, someone ordering a drink next to you at the bar that that you also love or being in the Cove Cafe, getting a fun character printed on top of your latte. That's someone else's favorite. Uh, So, yeah, that's a great one. That is an excellent one. This is quite the top uh, top eight list here. It's I think they're all so fabulous. What's next for you in terms of cruising? Do you have anything you, you mentioned talking about booking the next thing while you're on board or the next vacation? Do you have one booked? Um, actually, we had these booked before we got on this cruise because like a lot of Disney cruisers, I think we started 
putting extras out there of going, well, this might get canceled. So I'm going to go ahead and put my backups in place, which of course we did. And then things started opening and we decided, you know, this past year and a half has been rough. Let's just keep them. So we are doing uh, finally Marvel Day at Sea in January on the Magic out of Miami. And then of course we are booked on the Wish in September. Ooh, Marvel Day at Sea. I am so, we just can't That's seem right. to you find them. You still haven't been on the Magic, have you? Well, we just, so we just booked a cruise in January uh, for around my birthday to go on the Magic, a little four night, uh, because we wanted to see the Magic. We, I, I desperately wanted to get on the Magic before we sail on the Wish, because we, we are right. going, yes. we are planning to go on the Magic in September of next year out of Dover, but that is after we've been on the Wish. And so I, I found this cruise. It lines up with a nice little holiday weekend. And so we're going to head to Miami. We've never sailed out of Miami either. And so we thought we'd give that a try. But yes, I, but I'm jealous because ours is not a Marvel Day at Sea. We've heard such fantastic things about Marvel Day. And so uh, that is, that, that is uh, definitely one that I am jealous of because we, we are big Marvel fans in this household. So, well, yeah. you should change it, number one. Or number two, I'm really excited to hear what your thought about the magic is because it happens to be my favorite ship. So I will be looking forward to your review. I cannot wait to I cannot wait to experience the magic. We uh, we had not been huge classic ship fans, although we had only sailed on the Wonder once. Uh, the fantasy has always felt like home, but this last sailing that we had on the Wonder was so much fun. And uh, I am we've got a bunch of sailings on the Wonder coming up uh, over the course of the next several months, and so. I am, I'm kind of a convert over to the classic ship, so I'm excited to see the magic and finally set sail on Disney's very first ship. But yeah. Well, hey, Gail, I know that you yourself are a travel agent. And if so, if folks are looking to book a fabulous Disney cruise, uh, how can they find you? I am with OftenNeverland.com. Uh, so I'm a magic maker with them, but I am most readily available on Facebook. My page is Facebook.com slash Gail. That's Gail with a Y dot OftenNeverland. Awesome. Well, Gail, I really appreciate you taking the time to put together your top eight list and share it with our listeners. It's been fabulous. And as you sail again, we'd love to have you back on. So please reach out. But thank you for coming on today. It's been great. Thanks, Brian. Well, I said it before, I will say it again. We love, love, love when listeners and fans reach out to us, send us an email, hit us up on social media. Gail did just that. And uh, we invited her to be a guest on the show because we love hearing from our listeners and telling their stories. A lot of our shows right now are coming from folks who've reached out and that we know in the community and we just love telling their stories. So never be afraid to hit us up, reach out. We love answering questions. We love talking to our listeners. We love interacting with all of you out there. So please reach out, let us know you're there. We want to tell some new stories now that people are back sailing. And we want you, please tell all your friends about the show when you're out sailing you're making new friends aboard Disney Cruise Line, let them know we're here. Uh, That's how we grow the show. That's how we continue to grow the community and how we continue to bring you new and better stories about Disney Cruise Line. So with that, I do want to thank each and every one of you for listening to our bonus episode this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. You can also head over to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for even more great content. We do have some more vlog posts that will be coming out in a few weeks and we've got plenty of more sailings coming. So hoping to generate some more, uh, some more vlog posts over there about the cruises. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, as I said, reach out over email dclduo at gmail.com or you can connect with us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to Facebook and join the DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like to help support the show, as always, you can head to touringplans.com slash travel to 
book your next vacation, just let them know the DCL Duo sent you. Or you can browse to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and join from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your ongoing support. It helps us defray the costs of this show each and every month. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney Cruise or a Disney Vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.